Proverbs chapter 6, verses 12 through 19. A worthless person, a wicked man, goes about with crooked speech. He winks with his eyes, signals with his feet, points with his finger, with perverted heart, devises evil, continually sowing discord. Therefore, calamity will come upon him suddenly. In a moment, he will be broken beyond healing. There are six things that the Lord hates, seven that are an abomination to him. Haughty eyes, a lying tongue, hands that shed innocent blood, a heart that devises wicked plans, feet that make haste to run to evil, a false witness who breathes out lies, and one who sows discord among brothers. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Heavy one. Heavy one. (laughs) Joined by Thomas Nelson, the heavyweight champion of the world. Man, two times running. Come on, two times. Got two belts up in the office. <laughs> Lesser known fact about Tom. Well, here we are, smack dab in the middle of the sixth chapter of Proverbs. Can I ADD for just a second on this? You 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 may exercise your ADD. Okay, that whole, it sounds like, like I don't really have a choice, but yes, that that whole like heavyweight champion of the world fighter, all that stuff. Sometimes I do like I overreact. I'm kind of conflict averse. I don't like conflict. Mm. Um, and so sometimes when conflict comes, I like overflex <laughs> and, and part of that's just a skill to learn how to handle conflict better. Mm. Um, but I was actually convicted the other day and this verse came to mind. Okay. It was so, I was like, I was walking, I had taken the dogs out to go to the potty. I was walking them back in. That's what we say at our house. Potty. Okay. Take like the dogs. Okay. Like it. It's gentle. Um, but I was walking them back in and I was thinking about a situation where there was a conflict and this verse came to mind and I was like, oh my goodness, mm. that's a, that's a sinful thought that I'm having. And it's that, um, it was that verse about feet that make haste to run to evil. Mm. And I was like, man, I, uh, I'm rushing into a, a fight of sorts with a person. Mm-hmm. And I was really convicted that, man, the Lord hates that. Yeah. That's a good word. Like that is not the, not the way to handle conflict. There's a right way. Dang. Yeah. Um, but this is a great passage. I mean, you got the the worthless person um and what happens to them and the description of them. Then like um these aren't like the seven deadly sins, but these are seven things that God hates. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. back to back. Yeah, absolutely. So I enjoyed your ADD. Thank you. Know, you. Let's go very, back. That was very take good. it back. No, and I do love that uh that whole kind of section and the idea of feet that run to evil. I mean that there's a lot there. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we today we're getting away from Lydia adultery. We're getting away from kind of the talk of drinking from your own well and not having uh, security pent up for a stranger, whatever that means. And yeah, it's uh today is we're kind of getting back into very very applicable, very much more easy to understand proverbs, and yet uh, powerful and profound. And I think that if we actually if this was the sort of stuff that comes to mind when we think of God, it would strengthen the church. It would strengthen the witness of the church. And it would also like destroy or like weaken a lot of the criticism that um, Christians face because Mm -hmm. so much of the bad press surrounding organized religion, surrounding churches and mega churches and Christianity, it's really a lot of it just stems from because Christians weren't taking this type of 
this idea of what God hates seriously. Yeah. You know, I think we can, we can really get bent out of shape on, you know, God hates sexual immorality, sexual perversion. Um, God hates, you know, kind of A, B, C, D. And, you know, a lot of times those are very well are things that scripture does describe clearly as sin, but they're things that we feel kind of detached from and safe from Mm -hmm. like things that maybe we don't struggle with or that we have under control, but haughty eyes, a lying tongue, you know, violent hands, a heart that makes evil plans, you know, this whole list, uh, it's kind of like, Ooh, Ooh, ow. (laughs) Like as you fall down the staircase there. So, uh, Tom, what are your thoughts on, on this passage? Well, I think about the Matthew 22, when Jesus is asked, you know, they try to trip him up and they're like, Hey, what's the greatest command? And every good Jewish rabbi had a command that they thought was the, the penultimate command of the 613 that are given in the old Testament. Lots of good options. And Jesus said, well, love God with all you got. And then love your neighbor as yourself. And in fact, all the commands are bound up in those two. Yeah. And, uh, and the prophets. And the prophets. Bonus. So I think what we see here, if I was writing a sermon on what is it to, to love your neighbor, the second of the, the first and second greatest commands, I would probably write the opposite of everything on here if I was coming up with a list. Mm. So what I think this is, is I think it's a list of how we, and this is strong, but if if we're supposed to love our brother, I think this is the list of like how we hate other people actually. Mm, mm-hmm. And the conclusion of that guy in the first few verses is that a person who lives this way in active hatred towards others, even if it's not like overtly mean, it's just kind of slimy, mm-hmm. self-serving yeah, love of self over love of people. Man, it, it ends in sudden calamity mm. and they're broken beyond healing. Mm. The Lord takes very serious brotherly love. Yeah. And he likewise takes it very serious when we are uh when we are anti brotherly yeah. love. And the 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 easiest way to be anti brotherly love is to be high on on self. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. so I think this is like a dying of self. And then, you know, we see that, that that happens in Christ. I die to self, I love God, and then I love others. And so if you did the opposite of all these things, you're doing a great job of loving others. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, and these are the things that sneak up on us um, oh, at man. any moment. I mean, really, you know, I, I have this this bad habit. If you want an ODR moment of honesty. I do. I um do. I you like know, this is like a this is like one of those things that God is signifying me through. And but I think, you know, I'm comfortable saying this cuz like I know humans well enough to know that I'm not alone in this. But you know, you ever just like for me it's always like late at night. Jenna's been like asleep for like an hour and a half and I'm I'm kind of like maybe doing some laptop work, watching some TV, whatever. And then I'm like winding it down for the day and something replays in my mind that like really chafed me or like has been chafing me. Oh yeah. And then I start the like hypothetical argument with that person where, or just like with the situation, whatever. Yep. And uh, where you just like are laying out all the, all the self-righteousness and all the reasons that you're right. And what is that like? I've never had that moment. 
I'll I'll describe it to you. Okay, more yeah. Okay, later. good. Yeah, good. yeah, yeah. I'm I'm probably the only person who's gone through this moment, but that happened recently, and like by God's grace, within like a couple of moments, like I felt the tornado starting to swirl, and you think you're so right, like it's it's like you feel righteous. Yeah, and that's like the scary thing, and that's kind of what makes it unique. And I'm just thinking about this, the haughty eyes. Well, I was, was going to say, that's that's haughty eyes. Yeah, that's yeah. Like, the haughty eyes is kind of the heart that devises wicked plans, you know, like, because you're devising, like, how would I verbally destroy this person given the chance, you know? Um, and it's so, like, God hates that in me. He loves me. That's right. But he hates that in me. He does. And you know what? Because... I hate it. Like it poisons me because by God's grace, as I've grown in Jesus, those, those tornadoes have tended to get shorter and shorter before I like, you know, the spirit comes through and is like, bro, you got some haughty eyes right now. <laughs> and you know, you, you have that moment of like, okay, yeah, I need to like step away and, and, you know, put on joy, put on love, put on gratitude um, well, I think you're saying something there, though. I think you're saying something that a lot of people think. Like when I when I mention brotherly love, it sounds so peaceful. It sounds like one person's like extending their hand, and I'm like refusing to extend mine. Yeah, I actually need to get over myself and extend my hand. Mm -hmm. But what you're describing is much more common, and that is they're not extending their hand, mm -hmm. and they're not exhibiting brotherly love. Yeah, yeah. And and we think that we have a little bit of right mm -hmm. at that point to be like. Wish I could tell them something. Yeah. Or I will tell them something. Yeah. And at that point, I have elevated myself. Mm -hmm. I have not taken my cross up mm -hmm. and humbled myself. And I do think it's hard with brotherly love. We we think about like, well, as long as it's reciprocated, I'll I'll join in. But if it's not, well, I don't I don't think this is written about, hey, your buddy that's extending their hand in peace. They're no, not, they no, don't have no, the no. olive branch. This is like, hey, life is hard. But yeah. it doesn't give us an excuse to be hardened. Yeah. Dang. That's a good word. Yeah. And I mean, I just think so much of uh, like dear friends of mine who um, who have kind of given up on on church and uh, a lot of it, obviously there there's a ton of different dynamics and variables and factors in these stories. But one of the common denominators is always um, really negative experiences with, you know, men of the cloth or, you know, sure. pastors, elders, Bibles, Bible study leaders, like whatever. And uh, of these things of pride, of, you know, kind of sp spiritual manipulation or, you know, whatever the list can go on endlessly. And the reason that I'm so grateful to God for passages like this is that there's just a resounding, like if you'll be planted in the truth and in the word, yeah. what we find is that God doesn't leave room for anything like that to be attached to his character, but he's actually very passionate about justice. He's passionate about charity mm -hmm. and about dealing with people charitably and with generosity in our hearts and assuming the best. And, um, and, you know, like you're saying to work the list backwards to, have humble eyes to speak honestly, to have hands that bring healing, mm -hmm. healing hands, a heart that, that devises good, 
you know, makes good yeah. plans for other people and runs to good and speaks with honesty and sows unity among people. Um, that is what God is passionate about. And we have yeah. to let that define how we understand God and then get to work on ourselves and get to work on the church, yeah. not start the other way around. No, his, his character is the backdrop for like my response in treating others. Because uh-huh. he, he doesn't have haughty eyes. He has a truthful tongue. He mm-hmm. has... Um, his hands don't shed innocent blood. Yep. Um, his heart has righteous plans, good plans. His feet go to good places. Um, he's never a false witness. Yeah. And he's continually sowing the seeds of peace and unity. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Man, I I wish we could like spend five minutes with each of these lines. So good. Or like so fifteen good. minutes with each of these lines, but. We're already at 13 minutes, Tom. Oh. Time flies. Land that plane. Time flies when you're having fun, but I got to put the landing gear down. Come on. And uh, and get going. So, for the great Thomas Nelson, this is Will Carlisle, and we will see you tomorrow on our Daily Rhythm. Thanks for listening to Our Daily Rhythm. I'm Jason Dees, one of the pastors of Christ Covenant, and Our Daily Rhythm is a ministry of our church designed to help you more faithfully and effectively meditate on God's Word. If you ever have a question for us about one of our Bible readings or one of your own Bible readings, please don't hesitate to text us at 404-465-1737. Again, that's 404-465-1737. Or email me directly at jason at christcovenant.com. We'll meet you again tomorrow for our Daily Rhythm.